enchanté. Welcome back, Whitey Tighties, to the Two Tight Ends Podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host, Neil, and today with me, I have a man who I literally cannot get to stop watching the Little Nas X music video. It's Connor. Hey, Montero is a great song and an even better music video, so how dare you? Yes. I mean, he works it. He, he does. He flips it back and reverses it, okay? <laughs> he is throwing that thing back violently. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get in, Connor, dude. It's been a, it's been an interesting week for sports. Let's just get right into some NBA news, man. Um, I don't even know where to begin. The Nets are stacked. Andre Drummond's back. JJ Reddick's mad, man. We got everything. <laughs> we got everything. Everything for everybody. No, I do want to uh, like yeah. Let's start with Drummond. So he got signed with the Lakers. I don't even think we. I don't know if we mentioned that in the last episode or. Uh, I think I think yet. we recorded before that happened last time yeah so he got signed to the lakers um he made his appearance the other night and within five minutes he was already out of the game which really <laughs> yeah. sucks for fantasy owners i.e me Oof. to finally have him Oof. back and then uh and then yeah he was already out he gave me four points that night sucks but yeah um, i mean gotta, but gotta i want to watch them toes brother <laughs> exactly connor i want to ask though like how do you think this fares for like LA moving forward? And is he, I mean, they're LA's huge now. Yeah. <laughs> with, with LA German. is ginormous. Um, yeah, I but, mean, I like it. I don't, I don't think it moves the needle a lot for them. They were already pretty stacked as it was. I don't think Andre Drummond is mm-hmm. what like, I don't know, makes them unbeatable if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's just a it's just a dick comparing contest between them and and Brooklyn at this point. So like yeah, you know, yeah. I I like it. like I said they're huge now. If if Andre Drummond can stay on the court in like late game situations, uh, and he can play center, like I think that's huge for them. Oh yeah, that's like, great for them. He's, yeah, he's like the one of the best, if not the best, rebounder in the league. Yeah, uh, he's good defensively. He's solid. He's solid on a pick and roll. Like he could finish. Like I, I, it just adds more depth to an already, like you said, kind of stacked team. And so, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I want to say I like the pickup for them, but I hate it. I, I hate everything about it. I hate what the Lakers are doing. <laughs> I hate what the Nets are doing. I hate everything about yeah. it. But it's cool. Like it's it's fine. I guess like great mm-hmm. for them. Well, let's get into the Nets real quick. They again. I don't know. I don't think we mentioned uh, the Lamarcus Aldridge signing. Nope. It hadn't um, happened yet. Last time we were, yeah, we were on here. So. So the Nets, the Nets had already picked up Blake Griffin. The rich just, get richer. Exactly. They just picked up Lamarcus Aldridge after he got bought out by the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, that is an interesting move. Another big man who's sort of hasn't been playing up to par lately on the Spurs, and then he gets bought out. Kind of same similar situation to Blake Griffin a little bit. Um, but I, how do you like the move for them? They just, like you said, rich get richer. Yeah, it's kind of insane that their their top six is ridiculous. It's just starting to get old. Like, how much more do you need? Like, can what what else do you yeah. want? I mean, is Steph Curry just gonna get bought out and and then he's gonna take a min 
minimum as well. I mean, he doesn't need a ring, but yeah. like you just got all these He's guys. He's gonna that, go to Lakers. Watch. Yeah, like ex- exactly. Like what is happening to the league right now? It's just mm-hmm. it's starting to turn into like two K fantasy lineup. That's all, with with no cap at this point. Like it's just getting insane. Oh, on God, no cap. On God, no cap. No cap on a bag. Isn't that isn't that what it is? No cap on a bag or something like that? <laughs> on a bag, yes, exactly. Is that um, what the youngins are saying? Yeah, you old fart. <laughs> we have uh, – that, that brings up an interesting point, Connor, that it seems like – it seems a little bit unfair, especially to these, these uh, uh, smaller market teams that these big-ass teams can get – the rich get richer. Like, they, they can sign these people. Like, yeah. That there has been a bit of a controversy, a bit of debate lately. Like, is this even is is this fair? Like, should some rules be implemented to try to try to counteract this? Um, and at first, I will say I was super on the side of this is totally outrageous. I can't believe what's happening right now. Like, let's let's get a little bit more balance. Let's let's save the small market, small market teams a little bit. Give them a better chance. But. Um, but then I read an article. But then you were uh, like, bleach- screw poor people. <laughs> yeah. But then but then I came into some money myself, and I'm like, screw poor people. <laughs> um, no, no. I read an article on Bleach Report, and um, apparently – so this is uh, from uh, Woj. Shout out Woj. Adrian Wojnarowski. He actually he actually cited some um, some reports that says – so there were 39 buyout players over the last 15 seasons that were impactful rotation players in the playoffs. And then 20 of those are signed with major market clubs, leaving 19 for small markets. So again, if you look at these impactful rotation players in the past 15 seasons, it's actually split pretty much right down the middle. Mm-hmm. So it kind of seems like this year what happened was it's just these big names that were doing it. These sort right. of bigger names that were getting bought out. Um, but well, if you do look at it, it's not super despairing, right? Right. No, and, and that makes sense. Like, I, I mean, this is what happens all the time is, you know, people just look at the names they know a lot of times, then they freak out, yeah. right? But I think the issue is that everyone – everyone is going to the nets or the lakers Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that Mm -hmm. like that's what i mean is where it's like a pissing contest at this point between brooklyn and la east coast versus west coast all over again like what is happening it's 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 just kind of uh it's just kind of insane it's also insane that we haven't even seen (laughs) brooklyn's full power yet true (laughs) (laughs) like durant's been sidelined Kyrie just got back harden's been sidelined a few day a few games like uh, yeah it's it's ridiculous it it is ridiculous and i mean and half half of la is injured as well like you've got yeah exactly and ad's been out and now drummond's out like the new ad i mean it's just Mm -hmm. It's it's insane, but I don't know why. But that that image in my head just got really funny of you you saying that Brooklyn. We haven't seen them at their full power. I just see like Durant <laughs> with his eyes glowing, and like his the yes. team behind him with their eyes glowing. It's just like you haven't even seen us at our full power. <laughs> it's just Unlimited like oh, that is power. that is scary. Yeah, yeah, that is. Um, uh, I wanted to point out though some interesting standings. What's happening in the standings right now in the NBA? Uh, a weird one. So the Boston Celtics have actually slipped to the number eight seed. 
They're 24 and 25 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine and a half games back of number one seed. Obviously, they're still in the playoffs, but they've definitely slipped. And I, and I know they've had injuries. They just got Marcus Smart back. I think Kemba was out or he still is out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of wanted to pose the question, is Boston in trouble? And is Brad Stevens on the hot seat right now? Uh, probably. <laughs> I mean, here's go ahead. You go first. Oh, I was just going to say, here's the thing that happens a lot. If he is on the hot seat, let's say he does get fired. Maybe not this season. Maybe next season they're a little subpar again. Maybe he gets fired, right? It's crazy. It kind of makes sense sometimes, but it's crazy because he's still a good coach. He's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to coach that team well, and they're going to do well. Um, but sometimes you just need a refresh. Like Sometimes he's been there a long time, so maybe it's it's the right move to fire him. I don't know. Uh, also, I think they're freaking out a little bit too early, some people. But I I don't think it's totally unjustified either because, yeah, eighth seed is not where they want to be. They've been top four the last, like, what, four years? Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, but, I mean, you yeah. also have to be fair. In the last four years, they also had Kyrie and Gordon Hayward at one point, and now they lost mm-hmm. both of those guys. So, I mean, lost Kyrie a little, like, a little uh, – later a little, a little long ago I don't, I don't know how i'm trying to say that but they <laughs> lost Kyrie ago. a while ago it's been a while mm-hmm. like kyrie has been gone for a couple of years now and and mm-hmm. gordon just left this year but still got some top talent on that team in jason tatum and jalen brown and even marcus smart as a rotation guy like you've got a, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of talent on the team a lot of good guys that are playing for you but i mean to be honest you just have better teams right now like if you look at who's ahead of them you have the sixers still at number one actually tied for number one with the Nets. You have the Bucks, And surprisingly, the Hornets without LaMelo Ball in number four. The Hornets are staying afloat for now. Yeah. I think they will drop, but yeah, they're number four right now. And I mean, tied for four. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean, to be fair, in the East, it's insane past like three because you have um, – and we have from our producer, Varsity Connor, Kyrie left Boston in 2019. So yeah, so it's been a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And – so, but you look at number three, the Bucks are sitting at number three, and the Bucks are only two games behind first place. But then at number four, you have the Hornets, who are eight and a half games back. So, mm. like, th- there's a huge disparity between three and then the rest. Yeah. <laughs> and Boston yeah, was... is not sitting that far behind everyone else in the in the running. Yeah, I was talking about this with uh, my buddy Jared, Jared Mason, shout out. Um, and... And I was like, yeah, it's pretty impressive that they're four. And he's like, yeah, but it's the East. I'm like, yeah, but also I was expecting – it's impressive that they even make, are making the playoffs this year. considering true. Like where they've been. So to be even at four is still – even in the East is still pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, I hope they can keep it up without LaMelo. I hope they still make the playoffs. They've been a <clears> fun <throat> team to watch this year. But that, that Miami Heat are chomping at their bits right now. Chomp out of their heels, I mean. Not bits. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, Celtics, I don't know, man. It That would be pretty crazy because they're, they would be in the play-in tournament if the playoffs started today. And it's just um, if they lost that, that play-in tournament, they're out of the playoffs. Like, that would be pretty crazy to see them because – the the Pacers are below them. The Raptors are below them. The Bulls are below them. Like I could I could see the Pacers or the Raptors taking it to them. You know. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, that would be interesting. 
Ah, from from our producer Connor, he says Danny Ainge should be on the hot seat. That is an interesting one too. Yeah, that is he's, kind of uh, a hot take. Maybe he's lost his favor a little bit after doing, you know, getting Kyrie trade, get collecting all the war chest of all those first round picks. But yeah, maybe he's on his because this, yeah, this one he he couldn't get Andre Drummond. Uh, he couldn't this year. He couldn't. He didn't make any like big splashes while the team kind of needed it this year. Yeah, it's very so, true. That was interesting. Yeah, maybe also maybe Danny Ainge should be on. I, I would be curious to see. Just I don't know why I just thought of this, but the actual impact of Gordon Hayward on a team because Gordon Hayward, he was a you know right before he left for Boston, he had made the all his first All Star appearance. He was kind of on the up and up. He'd started really emerging as a star. Well, he was the guy in, on the Jazz. He, he was. was he guy. was. No, exactly. I mean, yeah. and he he had been the guy on the Jazz for a little bit, but he wasn't quite at that like star status. I felt like, and then he hit that point, and then broke his leg or broke his ankle or whatever, right? Yeah. And so then that happened. That was kind of a bummer. Um, mm-hmm. And then I felt like he wasn't like you know he wasn't the guy in Boston, which he was mm-hmm. never going to be the guy with Kyrie there and everything. But like Jason Tatum and yeah, it, it, exactly. And so then now he's on the Hornets, and of course because Lamelo is rookie and he was potential rookie of the year. Like obviously they were only going to talk about him, but like I'm mm-hmm. starting to wonder playing- is, is Gordon making more of an impact on teams than we realize though where boston like you said boston was a top four team for a while which granted they had a lot of star status on there but then he leaves and they don't do anything to replace him or do anything about it and now they're at number eight and the hornets are number four you know what i'm saying well and and the celtics were playing well to begin the season but whatever you know again injuries and stuff happened but right yeah i think i think that's a good point to bring up that maybe hayward is a bigger impact on a team then we would give like when when he signed with the Hornets, he signed a huge deal, right? Yeah. And we were kind of skeptical of that. Mm-hmm. I think so far he's earned that at least yeah. this year, right? Yeah. He's I mean, it, obviously it wasn't all Lamelo. Like Lamelo was putting up good numbers, but Lamelo also yeah. wasn't starting for a while. Like he was yeah. he was making some crazy plays and like you know looking at where his potential was was insane mm-hmm. to see the trajectory he could he was on, but he wasn't starting yet. And then they named him yeah. starter, and then he got injured shortly after that. But that you know one and, one star or one uh rookie who's not even a starter most of the time or was for most of the season is not keeping you at number four so mm-hmm. i also want to shout out real quick like the rest of the rotation too oh like, yeah they've 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 gotten such good contributions from like miles bridges that's what i was gonna Washington, say miles bridges Devontae is Graham. Right yeah like yeah they're all they're all stepping up a little bit and yeah like i think hayward yeah, yeah, it's kind of immeasurable. It's it's a little bit not not quite to the extent, but it's a little bit like Chris Paul and the Suns. All of a sudden, the Suns are a great team yeah. this year. Again, yeah. not to the, the to the exact extent, uh, I would say, but I think yeah, the the some some of his impact is definitely immeasurable. You know, it's definitely not just in the stats, right? right? Yeah, no, I yeah. I, I, I totally Hayward, feel that. Mm-hmm. And it looks like right now, um, so Connor just put this in the chat as well. Hayward, this year, he's putting up 19.6 with 5.9 rebounds, 4.1 assists, shooting mm-hmm. 47 field goal and 41.3 from the three. Last year, he was only 17.5, 6.7, and 4.1, which mm-hmm. part of that might have to do with a little bit of... So it looks like he just like, he's he's improved on his uh, scoring, but he's a little less on rebounds. Um, and he was shooting a little bit better from just in like a little bit better field goal percentage, but not as great from the three varsity. Connor, could you look up how many minutes per game last year and this year? 
Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Because yeah, I'm, um, I'm wondering if there was a little bit of disparity between like having to share the ball a lot more in Boston, mm-hmm. which is uh, why he was he's he has put up more points. But mm-hmm. and uh, real quick, while Connor's looking that up, I, I maybe we should mention this. Uh, JV is that so we're actually bringing on Connor Mathis he's been on the show before he's kind of becoming our little producer a little helper um, so shout out Connor thanks for thanks for the help uh, that's what he's doing he's kind of listening in right now and, and giving us some stats so we appreciate it um, yeah because we all know we yeah, don't look so, up anything beforehand we just fly by the seat I, of our pants here never exactly oh so this is interesting uh, Hayward was at at 33 minutes per game last year and he's at 34 so i thought there would be a little difference there but not really yeah i thought there'd be a bigger difference so yeah i think Mm -hmm. he's just i mean honestly it looks like he's just playing slightly better in charlotte at least scoring better in charlotte maybe not putting up as much rebounds but i mean maybe that's not what they need him to do so exactly and he's definitely taking a lot more shots this year apparently so his, his role is definitely a little bigger and i think he's he's like he's for from all accounts he's a great team player mm-hmm. and i think he's good he's good to have on a team like boston and weirdly like the hornets this year where he could take over in a game if he's got the hot hand you could ride him or he could be the facilitator a little bit you know get you this or he could be the second option in a game like he's right. good he's he's good at his flexibility game to game with that yeah you know? yeah no I, I i completely feel that Mm-hmm. right on well, that was that was an interesting. I did not see the Hayward conversation coming up. There. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't either, but um, hey, it's, it's there. <laughs> exactly. Well, I want to talk about JJ Redick for a minute. Um, the trade deadline just just came and passed. Uh, my favorite day in the NBA. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I unfortunately, mean, we did not. Unfortunately, we did not find fun, a good but... home for Bradley Beal. That did not happen. Uh yeah yeah because he's still in the Wizards and that's not a good home for him as much as <laughs> no, I he's, don't uh, like to admit that yeah he's a he's a beaten broken down man at the Wizards <laughs> yeah but uh, JJ Redick got traded to the Mavericks and then after he did he went on his podcast and kind of uh ripped the uh, New Orleans front office a, a new one a little bit because he he was saying that he talked to Griff he called it um Griffin Ryan or yeah the the GM the president of basketball operations over there mm-hmm. um, that he kind of wanted to, to get traded or bought out and hopefully traded to Brooklyn or, I mean, can you imagine him on Brooklyn? Ugh. Or <laughs> I would hate that. I mean, the rich get richer, right? Or a Northeastern team. Cause he wanted to be closer to his family in Brooklyn. Gotcha. Um, because COVID has been tough on them this year, obviously, like mm-hmm. like most people. So, but so he talked to Griffin about it, and Griffin was like, "Well, yeah, come down for a month if you still want to be traded. I give you my word. I'll let you. I'll get you in a situation you'd like." That's a quote from Reddick saying what uh, Griffin said to him. Um, and then apparently he just got traded to the Mavericks. They didn't tell him about it at all. And he was pretty pissed about that. Not that he got traded to the Mavericks, just that he kind of got he, in his eyes slighted from that. Yeah. Taking him like even further away from his family. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I think this is a crazy era in sports and in, in general, just that like he, you would never get this. You would have to like read the newspaper before and see if they told a reporter this right before, before the internet. Like now, you can just get on his podcast and kind of blast his last front office. Like, I, yeah, I kind of love it. Oh, I do too. <laughs> like, to, I, I think it's great. The freedom to do that. There's nowhere to hide really anymore because yeah. of social media. It's because of podcasts. Because because of the amount of content is just circulating 
within our our world now yeah there's nowhere to hide like yeah it's insane could you could you imagine if like michael jordan had access to twitter or so i mean oh my he would he would be more legendary than kevin durant i feel like yeah well i think um uh, uh pat mcafee talks about this where he 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 was getting into crazy stuff and it, when he started his nfl career twitter was kind of taking off but it wasn't as big as it is now right and even he was getting in trouble like with his tweet and stuff and he was like dude if because everything's videotaped now and he's like if that was sort of the way back when i was getting started like i probably wouldn't have had as long of a career as i did <laughs> that's <laughs> like, hilarious it was interesting situation um that but yeah reddit reddit also said that he he kind of brought up how he felt like he, looking back he might have been a little naive he kind of you know he's in year 15 he was trying to do it do things right come to the front office like try to work things out but again he he feels a little betrayed there yeah and i mean um, as he as he should because i'm sure he came to you know his gm as somewhat of a friend too you know i, I bet they i'm sure they built a relationship that he could yeah. he, he, obviously he built enough of a relationship that he felt like he could go talk to the gm in that way mm-hmm. but the issue is it's still a business. And so mm-hmm. the problem is I'm maybe the GM did reach out to those Northeast teams or whatever to see what they could get. But then Dallas came through after they got, you know, after, after I'm yeah. sure some kind of word came through that, Hey, Reddick is up on the block. Dallas came through with a better offer. And yeah. at the end of the day, that's the GM's job. It's not to keep the players happy. It's to keep the owner happy and to keep the best players on the team and to do what's best for that- the team. It's that debate that we've talked about a lot on, on this podcast. Actually, is the whole, um, uh, the whole you know player. What am I talking about? Like Connor? humans the, versus business aspect of the. Yes. Yes. yes thank you. Yeah. Exactly that that whole aspect of it, which is a fine line, and it is easy to cross it one way or the other. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was that was an interesting one. But again, I love I love the access to the players now. Like they just go on a podcast. Um, it's it's a fun one. Um, I mean, speaking of, speaking of uh, yeah, <laughs> access to social media. I mean, we I think everyone is yeah. pretty familiar with uh, Michael Rapaport, the actor slash comedian who mm-hmm. a lot of times takes to social media to really vent his frustration and kind of brings out the the New York accent and and really gets in the face of the camera and and kind of goes mm-hmm. off a little bit. Well, apparently, him and Durant, Kevin Durant, got into uh, some altercations just verbally over like like instagram or twitter yeah internet internet beef exactly it was like it was dms through um i think it was instagram maybe it was twitter one of those but um anyway yeah just had some had some uh it was it was instagram varsity connor just confirmed that so they were going back and forth and i guess durant used some colorful language and um because of I think it's because, and I may be mistaken, but I, I I saw Barstool's kind of side of this because Barstool and Michael Rapaport, or at least Dave Portnoy, I don't know if it's Barstool as a company, but it was Dave Portnoy as a person, was being sued by Michael Rapaport. And I saw a little bit of the litigation that was happening because it was all videotaped. And Portnoy basically laid out the timeline and the lawyers, like like Michael Rapaport's lawyers, basically proved him right with the, the timeline that Michael Rapaport gave. And... So anyway, it was pretty it was pretty funny, pretty interesting. So I think I'm pretty sure Dave Portnoy won that, but in this case, these these Instagram conversations surfaced 
because they had mm-hmm. to reference something with it. And um, anyway, but because that that happened, I guess Durant got fined fifty thousand dollars for using offensive language on social media in that exchange, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because this. I mean, and, I, and Durant apologized for it and stuff like that. He's like, you know, I didn't want anyone to see me like that. Blah 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 blah. But like. I don't really understand why he was fined when this was a personal conversation, not with a reporter, not with a manager, not, you know, not with anyone that has to do with the league. It's with an actor slash comedian that like came after Durant. Mm-hmm. So why is he getting got, fined $50,000? It's because it, it, it got out and he was using vulgar language and, and stuff like that. Like that's the only reason he gets fined. Yeah. But uh, like, I, it had nothing to do with the league. It has nothing to do with his job. I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, I guess well, because Durant, he, as a person, that's his job. Like, he's a brand. Exactly. He's he's a brand exactly. within himself. But, like, even still, like, I just – I don't really understand the logic behind finding a player when it does not impact the league or, like, his job in general. That was a – that was that was basically a personal conversation that he got, got fined for. The thing is, okay, I, I kind of agree with you, Connor, but – you gotta let's think about it from the NBA's perspective, the corporate BS, pretty much of it. <laughs> it. Like they have to cover their asses, and they want to make sure that they look like the best, the most reputable league. And one of their biggest stars is yelling profanities. Watch your profanity. He's yelling profanities. <laughs> Big words. At, yeah, at another guy, and it's getting traction. Right? They just don't. It's a bad look, and that's pretty much why he got fined. It's because he. It's a bad look for the NBA. Yeah, and that's fair. And I, I honestly, I think that's why Kev, that's why Durant apologized was because of like you know. Well, protecting. he got caught. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, well, yeah, but what I mean is by like the only reason he even made an apology was yeah one because he got mm-hmm. caught, but two because like it's not a good look for his brand, not a good look for the league, yeah. and like he understood exactly. that. But in his heart of hearts, like he's not sorry. He tore Michael Rappaport apart, like apart. That's like, why, yeah, that's why I hate kind of even apologize i know like again because like you said the brand and everything he kind of yeah. has to make the the public apology right so it's on record and all that stuff but i hate these it was not it was such a non-apology He's yeah like, oh, he he got <laughs> he apologized because he got caught like yeah <laughs> that's the only my, thing. my favorite is i saw something recently that was like this youtuber who it was something to the effect of like she was calling other like content creators out for like their apology videos where they basically like do the bare minimum of makeup and they wear an oversized hoodie and they like sit on a beanbag and then she got called out for something and had to make an apology video and she did like the exact same thing (laughs) (laughs) five different ad rolls in the middle of it yeah exactly they always started they always started off like i've been trying to record this for like 12 times and i just can't yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah Exactly what it is. Uh, but I was talking about this with Varsity Connor before we started recording. Um, I saw some news headlines that were saying stuff uh, sort of along the lines like, oh, Durant saying like homophobic uh, and, and vulgar stuff and like, you know, some pretty interesting, pretty racy headlines. Uh-huh. And then I look at the DMs and yeah, there was some vulgar. There was some there's some shit talk going back and forth. But a lot of them were calling him out for certain certain things that I just don't think that was there. And so I'm glad that it just it, – he got fined 50K, a little slap on the wrist, and it's done, right? Yeah. I'm glad that yeah, was yeah. it. It didn't, it didn't turn into anything crazier. Yeah, um, no, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I do want to mention one thing about uh, some college basketball news before we move on. Yes, please. Uh, Roy Williams is officially retiring. It's yep. pretty big. It's big, it's pretty big, very the, big. I mean, legend, the the man, the myth, the legend himself. Yeah, the Tar Heel uh, legend, the college sports legend. He's 
Yeah, wow. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I don't know been, where to begin. I don't either. I, I just wanted to start out by, one, saying thank you, Roy. You've been a great example, great mentor to a lot of guys. Um, as a UNC fan, it's it's been awesome to kind of follow his career. And, I mean, I didn't – obviously, I, I – started liking UNC when I lived in Charlotte and, and had to like pick a school because there's so many out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what year is that? I, do you, do um, 2004 ish. Oh wow. Yeah. So okay. been a while, but, um, that, and I mean, the reason I picked UNC was because Michael Jordan went there. Michael Jordan was always my hero. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I mm-hmm. and a hero to a lot of, a lot of people, but, um, yeah, I just remember watching the last dance and then they're like interviewing Roy Williams. That was like, yeah, he was an assistant coach at the time. Michael Jordan was like, I didn't know that. Like, I thought that was so cool that I learned that. And then come to find out like Mm. just his, just his accomplishments is crazy. He's one of, he's one of only two coaches to, to win over 400 games on two different teams because he was a head coach at Kansas before he like basically came Mm -hmm. back to UNC as their head coach. And then just tore it up there too. won like three national championships. He's already a hall of Famer. Like it's insane. It's insane. It's crazy. Um, sad to see him go, but excited. To, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure it's the right time for him. He's getting old. Yeah, um, yeah. He's he's definitely getting up there. I think he's in his 70s now. Probably needs yeah. to slow down. But probably wants to spend more time with family. I mean, college basketball is so demand. I mean, sports in general is just demanding. But when you're a top tier D1 school like UNC is, and they have been for a while, it's insane. Yeah, man. Um, like I said, super. Sad to see him go, but man, what a legend! Um, I, I actually want to mention real quick, like sort of my experience with UNC. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have experience. So my one of my good friends, uh, Mark. Shout out, Mark. He, he, uh, he's him and his family are the biggest UNC fans I've ever known, and they uh, one year when what was it? I believe it's sixth or seventh grade. I think it was seventh grade. They his family took me and our other friend, our other producer of the show too, Brent. They took us to UNC. They gave us a tour, Chapel Hill. And then we went and saw a Kentucky versus UNC game. Ooh. And, dude, that was just, like, the cool one of the coolest experiences of my life at the time. Like, it was so cool. And I've always been sort of a, a UNC fan ever since. Um, just, just like to root for him. So, yeah, Roy Williams is, is awesome. Um, yeah, man. Congrats on the retirement, man. Go play golf all day. <laughs> yeah, for real. I also have to say, too, like, I, I just like what a tight ship he ran there, too. Because, like, if you look, UNC really never got into any kind of scandals except for one, and it had something to do with like, I think it was just like like uh, fudging players' eligibility a little bit. That was it, like academically. Yeah, but there was never any, fine. you know, there was never any <laughs> recruiting with like hookers and things like that at University of Louisville. But <laughs> no, of course he does <laughs> and, escorts and LSU Louis does and, escorts. Yeah, no, there was <laughs> escorts. They're high yeah. end. <laughs> yeah, they're high end. They're a couple grand. They're very discreet. An hour, okay. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking about college basketball, last night was uh, the last game of the Final Four. Was wild. The, it was crazy. So Gonzaga versus UCLA. US, UCLA, the number 11 seed, it came down to overtime. In overtime, it was it was a wild sort of back and forth. Gonzaga went up a little bit. UCLA came back. Clutch shot after clutch shot, man. Some of those kids, man. And then um, uh, one of the U- UCLA players, I think it's like t- it was like 15 seconds left. He drives. Uh, they're down two. He's driving. He puts up the little floater. He misses it, gets his own rebound, lays it up to tie the game, and then there's three seconds left. Uh, I don't even remember if Gonzaga has a timeout or not, uh, but there's three seconds left. 
Gonzaga inbounds it to Suggs. He runs down the court, pretty much pulls up uh, right from like Logo Lillard range and hits the bank shot to win the game. It was insane. Okay, but... <laughs> one of the craziest, craziest endings to a game I've seen. And we're talking about March Madness here. Go ahead, Connor. Did he call glass, though? <laughs> oh, should we take it back? If if he didn't call glass, I there's there's I controversy here. UCLA should be <laughs> in the final. <laughs> UCLA should be in there. A lot of money line betters were uh, pretty pissed <laughs> off at that. <laughs> No, yeah, it was it was absolutely wild. I didn't I didn't get to watch most of the game, but I did I did get to see the ending, and it was insane. I mean, even more like I think one of the like comparable games in the in recent years was the UNC Nova game for the championship, like a few yeah. years ago, where you that had uh, crazy, Marcus yeah. Page who hit a double like a double clutch three to tie the game and they were like mm-hmm. okay it's probably going into overtime like no need to worry and then nova comes back and hits the shot that no one thought they would and wins yeah. like that was wild yeah i think um and maybe varsity connor can correct me it wasn't was grant hill on the call last night was he on there i'm not sure i thought he was because i thought they asked him about the um the christian leitner shot when he inbounded to christian leitner for the turnaround jay to to win it like that was uh, it, that's it's kind of reminiscent of that too, yeah. That was, that was pretty crazy. Did we just see that? Uh, oh yeah, Grant Hill is uh, supposed to what is it? Secede uh, Jerry. I don't know how to say his last name as manager director of USA Basketball. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. Shout out Grant Hill. Uh, for people who don't know, he actually went. Grant Hill went to the high school that uh, I went to for a year, and and Varsity Connor graduated from South Lakes High School. He, he actually went there. Pretty yeah, cool. yeah, we all know um, you. That's your like only claim to fame. It's fine. Um, um, no, my dad met Michael Jordan one time. So twice he met him twice, <laughs> twice, and Dikembe Mutombo. So oh, okay, that's pretty cool. I didn't know he met Mutombo too. I actually, I feel like I knew that, but I for, totally forgot about it until my mom actually mentioned it the other night. So how did pretty, you forget cool. your dad met your own dad met Michael Jordan twice though? I remember I, that story from your mom. Because <laughs> <laughs> once is cool enough, man. That's true. To, to see him twice, yeah. did your yeah. did your dad's eyes burn out too? <laughs> he looked directly at him. <laughs> exactly, eye to eye. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I just yeah. I thought it was cool because I remember your mom told me a story where then the second time the whoever was like like introduced them again. Jordan was like, "Yeah, I know we met." <laughs> like he's like, "I know." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got this." Yeah. Yeah, and what's cool about it, so for people who don't know, I don't know if I tell the story on here. Um, my dad used to work for Michael Jordan's agent's company, and not only did he meet Michael Jordan a few times, he also, dude, they were a bunch of rich lawyers that worked in the office, and they'd always be like, um, oh, like, I oh, these courtside tickets, but we can't go because we're going to my boathouse or whatever. Does anybody want these? And, you know, my, my mom and dad, uh, they're like, uh, yeah, we'll take them, please. Um, <laughs> but this was even before I was born. I never even got to do it. Right. So, yeah, they did all the cool yeah. stuff before you were born. Pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's move on to some NFL news. Uh, we got a little bit to talk about, not too much. I mean, obviously the draft is coming up. There's been a lot of pro days. Pretty um, excited for you know, that. I think the draft's going to be electric, personally. I'm excited the, for it. The draft is going to be wild. Just because the, we, the did, we talked about it last time, and, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The amount of trading that's going yeah. on, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. going to be wild. So 
but I, I kind of hate all these pro days though because everybody's overreacting so much it's like yeah obviously they they're looking good but it's like they're kind of in a controlled environment right i don't, know, I, right. I don't like the overhype of it are the um, uh, correct me if i'm wrong because like i know pro days were a thing before covid right but is this yeah, in yeah. lieu of the combine as well are they still doing the combine or no no, they're not doing the combine. This okay, week. that's what I thought. So, but yeah. so I think that's part of the reason for all the hype of the pro days is like because they're not doing the combine yeah. right now. That's yeah, what these for are sure. for. So, for sure. But so like, I, I get also, it, but I also get what you're saying. Yeah, I also don't. And maybe I'm out of out of place here, but if they're having they're having all these combines or all these pro days, and it's like the whole point of the combine was like not to get all these like large gatherings but then the school gets this large gathering anyways and does a pro <laughs> yeah. day for everybody else pretty yeah. much the common i don't know i feel like they could have i feel like they could have done a combine in in a safe manner i mean and everything dude let's be real like I, i've said this before is like i can appreciate what they're trying to do to like to curb covid or to like to to like put in safety protocols. I can appreciate what they're doing, but when you have guys sitting on court side with masks on, sitting six feet apart, and have their little Powerade cubbies to themselves, so like you know they're not like accidentally sharing with anyone. But then they're out on the floor breathing each other's faces. What's the point? <laughs> like it doesn't matter. And especially if they're sitting yeah. with their own team, what does it matter? Yeah. So Speaking like of, I said, it's kind of, it's kind of a, I don't know. I don't know if you know this term, um, security theater. It's just like, it's all a I mean, show. I, it's, it's kind of all a show yeah. at this point. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a like to show. make the, I mean. I feel like, give the illusion of safety basically. I feel like instead of, well, well, maybe not. Cause they probably would have still had all these, a lot of these pro days too with the combine, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like the combine could have happened anyways. Um, but the NFL did just, uh, actually did the, the, did the vote go through? Is it official? Can you look that up, uh, uh, Varsity, for me? Last um, time I saw it, I think it is official. It is official? Okay. So, yeah, the NFL is changing to a 17-game schedule now. I believe they're taking away one preseason game, and they are uh, adding one at the end. Um, so, yeah, no more the the 7 or 9 season. No, the 8 and 8 season is no more, right? Yep. yep. No yep. more 8 and 8. And hey, and just Jeff one Fisher. more uh, one more week for uh, fantasy football as well. Exactly, yeah. Um, I guess Jeff Fisher won't be able to be hired ever again. He's <laughs> the king of eight and eight. Yeah, true. Um, but I think I mean Alvin Kamara came out and he he voiced his displeasure with this. Like I, I, I think there was a few he... stars, weren't there? I, I knew Alvin Kamara was kind of like the, one of the big ones, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I publicly, yeah, a few stars have uh, a few people have. <laughs> have showed their displeasure with this but i don't i'm i'm worried i don't know if this is going to happen i'm you know we're, we'll have to see how it goes but i'm worried that this the 17th game it could just turn into another you know end of the year game yeah, where some yeah. of the teams just don't play their starters and they're just another crap game it screws you know, it everyone out of fantasy yeah agreed yeah yeah, but no, I, yeah, I totally feel that. I, I have to. Sorry, I was laughing at Varsity Connor's comment in chat. With uh, he said, "Yeah, but eight, eight and one, perfectly balanced, as all things should be." <laughs> that is a huge. That is a huge uh, debate in me and uh, Varsity Connor's group chat for with our friends. Is it, there's the one side who loves ties and the other side who hates ties. Oh, I hate ties. Can I can I get on the side of hating ties? Ties the worst. Yeah, yeah, you enjoy. <laughs> oh Connor said more ties. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's an interesting one. Obviously, obviously more, 
more uh, money, more TV, you know, more games for the TV rights, right, all that stuff right. for the NFL. Um, man, apparently also this was when these players in the players union signed the new CBA, this was a possibility and they knew about it, but I don't know if most of the players actually like knew it was like a real reality. Like, I don't know how yeah. much did they actually know? Cause this was sort of like a thing that could happen uh, when they, when they did that. Um, but some in other horrible, horrible, could be horrible uh, NFL news. Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington football team, almost slipped up there. <laughs> he he bought out the minority owners, and now he owns a hundred percent of the Washington football team. And I think the only way that this isn't horrible, because why would we he, we want more of more control from Dan Snyder, um, is that this is a move to sell the team. And I don't think that's what's going to happen. Like, uh, yeah. I hate it. I don't it. know. I was, I was pretty curious as to why this was going down to, I don't know, maybe the, I, I was wondering if maybe it was the minority owners wanted out. And so this was the way of well, their way out or I don't know. Cause, cause it didn't which, say necessarily he bought them out, meaning like he was aggressive about buying them out. I, I don't know. I didn't read like the whole article about it, but yeah. um, I'm wondering, it, it didn't really say whether or not he was like uh, actively pursuing to buy them out or whether or not they just like sold their shares. You know what I mean? So who, mm -hmm. who was it that well, was really think... looking to, to do this? It did come out that they were trying to push him out when the whole controversy was coming down about right. the misconduct with the cheerleaders and stuff, and uh -huh. um, and so they were trying to push him out. And so it's very possible that that because they couldn't push him out, now they're trying to leave, and so they kind of made him buy buy them out. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's maybe like that's just a possibility. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, um, interesting. Like, like um, I said, I unless unless this is a move to actually sell the team, which I don't think it is. I hate it. We don't want Dan Snyder with more control over the over the football well, team. Well, he has a hundred percent control, so suck it. Yep. I mean, he he pretty much had it before, but yeah. yeah. Well, um, before we move on to anything else, Neil, I was thinking about something this week. Speaking of football, that I completely forgot about, and I think the rest of us did too. Um, when are you waxing your pits? That is a great question. I kind of forgot about it. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I I will promise I will do it within two weeks. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'm gonna probably... hold you to it. I'm gonna set a reminder and everything. Right. Do please do set a reminder like this week. Like I will try to buy the wax this week, and then we'll see what day I have off, and uh, we'll record it. Record my waxing and everything. Yeah, well, I will not. I will not skimp out. I just forgot. That is my bad. Of course, because we got to get ready for next year. Are we gonna like have to top ourselves every year? Is that what's gonna happen? <laughs> I hope not. I don't want to have to top waxing my pits. <laughs> well, you're going to. Um... <laughs> well, in other news, baseball is back. Dingers are back. Life is good. Love baseball season. I hit, I hit dingers. <laughs> I hit, my name's Big Al, and I hit dingers. I hit dingers. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I, I I just love baseball season. I love opening day. Mm -hmm. Everything about it. It's just a, it's a great time of year. Um, since we know that like summer's on the way, I guess. I don't know. I just I, I just always associate baseball with uh good feelings. So, um, but yeah. what was really interesting was even on opening day or just since baseball has been back, uh, there's been a lot of home runs. I felt like, I mean, as we expect, but like, 
I felt like a surprising amount for some reason, just just from the just from the the general census, which I thought was interesting because we talked about it before that they were looking at changing the composition of the baseballs, where yeah. they were trying to like curb that like the the home run records all these be, all these records being broken and blah 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 basically basically the juice balls you know we talked about we talked about juice balls a lot the 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 players are like oh you don't want to juice the balls and we'll juice ourselves again yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> throw it back to the 90s <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so i don't know i just thought it was interesting that i just felt like there was a surprising amount of dingers happening and they mm. had talked about they were, they were going to retool like the composition of the baseball so that there weren't as many dingers but whatever guess guess they can't can't be stopped dingers yeah. dingers are going to happen no matter what dingers gonna ding dingers gonna that's ding. what connor always says <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely definitely comes out of my mouth more often than not <laughs> yeah uh one unfortunate thing that happened though the mets and nats uh series got canceled yeah uh, the nats come down with some COVID outbreak a little bit at the organization um hopefully everybody's healthy hopefully everybody comes back but it's just another thing like um i forget are they haven't they're having a full how many games are they doing this year um it's full season okay so like 160 so that's gonna be like that it's gonna be interesting to watch. I mean, they're probably definitely gonna to have to make up a lot of games, a lot of double headers. I bet yeah, this year. Yeah. So it's gonna be something to watch moving forward. Yep. But uh, um, yeah. speaking of the Mets coming out of their camp, Francisco Lindor got paid, so that was pretty as cool. Because yeah, as he should for real. And this was kind of a lot of back and forth, long time coming because they the Mets had signed them, but they hadn't come to like a long term deal, which especially for. A lot of these big star players, that's becoming the norm is these super, super long like contracts or extensions or whatever. And um, his was, I can't remember the exact amount. It was like, it was 10 years. I remember that. And it was, it was over 300 million. I remember, I remember they showed a comparison between uh, Mike Trout and I want to say like Mookie Betts and then, and then Lindor or something like that. Something like, like that. Bryce Harper I or something. Too. Maybe, yeah. It was. It yeah. or yeah. I think it was Bryce Harper. Actually, I think you're right. It was. It was one of those. Mm-hmm. One of those crazy long extensions and crazy amount of money. But so he's like sitting at like number three right now in the league for, for like huge contracts. So good for him. Yeah. Well deserved. Dude, this just this just solidifies my deal. Like my my kid is not gonna play football, and it's not because of the concussion thing. It's just because NBA and MLB is where the money's at. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and if you want. If you want job security along with getting paid, MLB. You need to be a huge MLB yeah. star because they'll sign yeah. you to and 13 years. And yeah, and insane. the NFL will cut you after one year. Like yeah, exactly. No guarantee money. Exactly. You get your signing bonus. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally true. And I mean, concussions. Uh, it's part of it. I guess that's a bad thing. Whatever. I guess I should protect his brain. <laughs> I want the, my future kid to be fine. No, yeah. Um, and then just in some other kind of big MLB news, um, so they decided to pull the All-Star game from Atlanta because of the uh, the voting rights situation or whatever that's going on there. Um, mm-hmm. I actually don't know too much about that. I've heard, I've heard just a little bit about it. Just, I guess, something about yeah. um, some kind of law went into effect to try to um, mitigate something with voting, but people feel that it's, it's basically mm-hmm. – uh, it's kind of it's – kind of, uh, discriminating voters now in a way like it's it's making it harder for people to vote rather than easier and so because of that 
some different people took a stance. I know uh, Delta is actually kind of in some hot water because the CEO took a stance on it. Um, kind of spoke out against. And don't they it, have a hub in Atlanta? They do. Yep. And yeah, so and and, and the Atlanta governor basically sh- like kind of clapped. The Atlanta back. governor. The governor of Atlanta. Governor of Georgia. Or Georgia. I'm dumb. Yeah, <laughs> the, the governor of Georgia. Thank you. Um, yes. <laughs> thanks. Dang it. Uh, uh, got him. He, anyway, he. I guess he. He kind of like clapped back at the CEO of Delta because he mm. felt like they had worked in succession together so often that then the the governor like then the, then the Delta CEO basically just kind of put himself in some hot water. So anyway. <laughs> It, pretty what interesting. if it's like what if it's like they they lobby together for so long to get you know tax breaks and stuff for delta <laughs> probably and then all of a sudden delta pr move has to like has to come out against it he's like dude we were just friends a second ago we were yeah over everybody else. <laughs> yeah i thought we had something um, special <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be quite honest about this right now i like you said, I don't know too much about it. I do. I read a little bit about the bill, mm-hmm. but I want to read more about the bill and, and impacts and stuff before we really uh, dive deep into this topic. But I'm sure we will a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, well, as things come out, as because I know the GOP in Georgia is is trying to um, do some things as some uh, some backlash or uh, to mitigate it and stuff. Or, right. They're trying to take legal action. So, so things are going to come out. And like I said, I need to do a little bit more research to to really uh, say stuff about it because I'm not too sure about it right now. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, the only other thing I wanted to touch on was the fact that the uh, Braves camp did or the Braves organization came out and just said how really like disappointed they were in the MLB in a way because mm-hmm. um, they were disappointed that the ML. Well, I mean, rightly so that like you know, they have to associate what's going on politically in Georgia with all of all of Georgia, right? And with the team. Not that the team agrees with what's happening, but because like if you have an all-star game that brings in a lot of money, brings in a lot of attention. And I guess mm-hmm. the MLB because they don't agree with what's going on in uh in Georgia with with the the legislation, they are like, well, we're not gonna let you have all that all that income coming in then or all that revenue from, from people mm-hmm. traveling for the game and, and all this other stuff. So um, I thought the biggest surprise of all this was that the MLB was kind of the first uh, major league to really do anything huge about it, which was so it's so surprising that Rob Manfred actually did anything. Um, okay, well, let's be real. This is pandering at its finest. <laughs> Rob Rob Manfred has been in hot water for a while now, and so I I personally think that this, a... was, this was a move for him to kind of save face. Oh, okay, a move to get on the good side. Exactly, of the exactly. He's like, oh, I gotta I gotta get on the side of these woke fans now, so I better mm-hmm. uh, I better do something about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think I, just, this, I think this I is definitely a move that... from the PR team and not actually Rob Man for taking a stand on anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that, that could be very well, but like I said, I just surprised they even did anything. It's all. true. It's true. Yeah, based yeah. based on some of their their most recent actions, it's it's pretty surprising that anything happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about our one uh, hockey subject for the month and then get it get that over <laughs> with. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But the it came out of the, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they had a COVID outbreak right now. Um, what's What's interesting about this is the new format for the playoffs for the NHL is 
the first um, round is going to be. So the top four, there are four divisions now in this for this year, mm-hmm. and the top four teams in each each division um, go to the playoffs. But they play each other first, and then they go to a conference playoff, right? Okay. So um, this could this could make a, uh, send a few ripple effects and push back the North Division playoffs, and then in turn. I could kind of see this happening where like the North division playoffs get pushed back and then what the, the other ones are on time, but then they are waiting, but then the other conference is waiting for their opponent. Like Hmm. they're just sitting there waiting for while the North division is finishing up their playoffs. Like this, this has some interesting implications there. Um, I don't, yeah. Like it's just a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird season, man. Yeah. For the, because they're also only playing like what fifty seven games, like right. And the season's almost over, man. It's a, uh, it's getting close. That's, but... that's pretty wild. Hey, actually, mm-hmm. I have some NHL and NHL news. Gosh, I can't speak. I'm stupid. Jeez. Stupid. Anyway, um, the Sabers finally won a game. They snapped their like what? What was it? Like a twenty game losing 19 streak? Nineteen game? Yeah, something like wow. that. It was close to twenty. Yeah. So hey, maybe their newspaper will finally rank them higher than the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I Probably not. I, would I wouldn't. Kraken's hey, Kraken's right. all the way. Kraken's number one exactly. in our hearts. Exactly. In our hearts, in our minds, yeah. And on the um, ice. And on the ice, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, hockey playoffs are coming up soon. I'm super excited. Let's let's get it, baby. But let's move on to our Master Debater segment. Um, we're kind of going out of order this time because this is an NBA-themed one. But I... I, I've been thinking a lot about the MVP race lately, and I wanted to get Connor's opinion on it. So first, I, I want to get uh, your top five in the MVP race, Connor, but specifically, I want to know where you have Damian Lillard. Um, Where do I have Damian Lillard? I mean... Or let's go through your top five. Do you have your top five? yes <laughs> i don't know honestly i i mean i haven't been really paying attention to enough to like put together my own top five but mm-hmm. i can read you off a top five that's like kind of the top runners right now and i'll say if i agree with them or not if that okay, works what, uh, who's what's this from so this is this is on nba.com um All right, go and ahead. this is as of when did he write this march 19th so pretty recent um mm-hmm. and right now they have Nikola Jokic at number one, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard at number two, Giannis mm-hmm. at number three, LeBron mm-hmm. at number four, and mm-hmm. Joel Embiid at number five. Interesting. That's funny because that kind of ruins my whole point about this. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going. No, no, you get it. No. So my thing is about Damian Lillard is yes, I've seen him a lot uh, lately. Mm-hmm. Um, that he has been ranked under sometimes under like Harden or LeBron or, or Giannis or something. Mm-hmm. And then even more so, even when we're just talking about Damian Lillard, I feel like there's a lot of people have this huge gap between Jokic and Lillard. Yeah. And I just found that interesting because if we're just looking at their teams, and obviously there's more to it than that, but if right. we're looking at the, where their teams stand is the Trailblazers are only a half game back of the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and maybe I'm putting pe- words in people's mouths, but I feel like a lot of the, the not, you know, the MVP conversation for Lillard is, oh, CJ and Nurk have been out, and he's kept them afloat, right? Right, right. But then the, the conversation, and rightfully so, for Jokic is that, 
oh, he's having one of the best years ever, and he is, and I, I, I still would rank him number one. I think he's number one. But I just think it's interesting that I've, I've seen a lot of people, like the gap between Jokic and Lillard is so big when their teams are pretty are performing very similarly. Right. And so it's like people are knocking Lillard for not being the number six seed or whatever, but the Nuggets are only number five right now. Right. So – yeah, I mean, and I think that Jokic has a lot more help than Lillard. When if you have CJ and Nurkic out, who else is on the uh, Blazers? <laughs> Please, tell well, that's me. what I mean. That's that's even more argument. For no, me. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is <laughs> yeah. There should there should definitely should not be a huge gap between them. And on here, it's got their stats currently. And I mean, the the major differences I see is Lillard definitely has more points per game. He's sitting at like thirty point mm-hmm. six points per game, um, and obviously like they have the they have the rebounds they have the assists obviously Jokic is going to have more rebounds he's a, a center he's not a guard mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Lillard's not going to have as many rebounds but I think the biggest thing is that uh Jokic actually has like a full assist per game more than Lillard mm-hmm. which for a center yeah. is wild compared to a point well, guard yeah and like I said he's having one of the best years for a center maybe ever yeah. one of one of them like yeah. he's he's he is number one in almost every important category every major category uh, in his team rankings he's having a crazy player efficiency year mm-hmm. he's having a crazy win win share year like it, again i think he should be number one he's not my number one but aww. yeah that oh <laughs> <You're number one, laughs> baby. and dude also let me say this so they they just traded for aaron gordon right yep um I was watching the game, the Nuggets versus the Clippers the other night, and I didn't, I knew, I didn't know Aaron Gordon could actually play defense. And not only defense, bro, he was playing good defense against Kawhi, like really good defense. He was, he seemed to like, he seemed engaged, first of all, which <laughs> probably hasn't been <laughs> very engaged in the, the Magic for a while. Yeah. But no, he seemed engaged on defense, like he was always in a stance, and he was playing Kawhi really well. And I was like, dude, it's probably i mean i think a factor in that is like the whole team is just better at defense right so he doesn't he can he can focus on his player a little more you know yeah he doesn't have to do uh, more things and and if he if he can consistently be a good defender like that's i already like the trade but if he i wasn't even considering defense because like i said i didn't think he was that good of a defender yeah well i i think you're right i think i i wonder if part of it too is like now that he's on a team where i mean nuggets were contenders last year they're still contenders this year even though they are mm-hmm. sitting at number five i mean they're st- obviously they're still contenders they're still like yeah probably gonna make the playoffs and uh definitely have a good shot at going pretty pretty far but mm-hmm. uh when you have a team like that who you have the potential to stay on maybe he's trying to prove himself a little bit as well maybe there's that like yeah. he's got that horse in, in oh, this for race sure, but for sure, yeah. um yeah i think that's awesome i i yeah we i we both loved that the pickup for the nuggets and i think it's awesome to see that he's having some, some success and not just being known as you know the dunker yeah now he's exactly. the defender and did you hear why he picked number 50 i did not it's because he that's that's his dunk score oh <laughs> what, his, what his score should have been that's hilarious <laughs> i love it a little, little yeah. pettiness i always love some yeah. pettiness exactly but uh, uh, oh, just, of- just looking at this list, though, I don't agree with Joel Embiid at number five, if I'm being honest. It's just because he missed time. I think. Yeah, but so Embiid is Braun. Can- Braun should, I don't think I don't think Fair. Braun should be above him. That's Fair. that's I guess that's where I'm getting at is I don't think Braun should be above him. And especially because, yeah, he's missed time, but they're still number one where Giannis mm-hmm. is number three on this list and they're number three. So, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I think um, I think the Bucks. I think Giannis is climbing the ranks, and I think deservedly so. The Bucks are actually finally doing really good now. They yeah. kind of had a rocky start to the season, um, but I don't think there's any way Giannis can win it this year. I really no, don't. I don't think so. He's not just because he's, he's not going to repeat the MVP. Like, yeah, like <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, Could you imagine? I. No, no, I actually cannot imagine that. There's, it, it, like, I do not I, have the capability to imagine that. I think the, I think the MVP that. award would get shut down if Giannis won again. That would be pretty crazy. Um, I also no, wanted I, to... Sorry, you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I was going to bring up more MVP talk, but what were you Well, saying? I was too. Oh, okay. Well, then I will go first, so screw you. No. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. So i i also wanted to bring up and i know the reason why but it's interesting that the suns and the jazz are doing so well and they don't have anybody on that mvp list pretty much right do they True. How, how far does that list go that you have open um it goes to well technically it goes to like 15 because yeah. um and then where just, is like where's where's like mitchell and booker and paul on that, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, uh bottom so yeah, exactly yeah no i agree with you because yeah it's got devin booker at what would this be this would be tw- uh, 12 and it's got rudy and and mitchell at 14 and 15 yeah and i think i think that's somewhat of a testament to um how good those teams are the, as a yeah. team you know yeah um because they are number one and number two in the west bro they're both killing it right now mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just it's interesting to think of that those two teams are so good, so, doing so well right now, and neither team has an MVP like candidate really. Yeah, that is that is honestly wild because that's that's mm-hmm. why I'm like uh, I don't think Braun is still at number four in the race just because of the he's also missing time. The Lakers are kind of mm-hmm. dropping a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just I I don't think there's a, Dude, as I much think- of a case for him, even though him and and Kuzma did I mean, Kyle Kuzma just sucks bronze dick but like he he came out and was like like what are we like what are we doing here like lebron is the clear mvp he always has been as the best player in the league considered the best player in the league which yes and no i kind of agree with but i kind of don't like and we've talked about this before i know they mentioned it on um the starters when they were the starters a lot i know trey kirby brought it up a lot was like you could give the mvp to bron every year but you can't do that like, mm-hmm. you can't just give the guy MVPs, but he is an MVP every year. We understand that. And even Braun kind of expressed some frustration with it, but I had to I had to kind of feel like I had to check him a little bit personally because um, obviously I can't do it in real life. Um, but I had to check him a little bit because, like, look, Michael Jordan was considered the best for a long time, but he didn't win MVP every year either, and you've won mm-hmm. almost as many as – like, you know what I'm saying? Like – I don't know. Well, and I, it's also it's it's also the MVP of this year, right? It's not the MVP of like your legacy too. Like exactly. You exactly. There's a little you can't just have the legacy vote too. Um, right. And well, yeah. I guess that was kind of my point because then I went and looked up when Michael won the MVPs, and like, I mean, there there was like there was the one year where they won the championship because because Barkley won the MVP. That's I mean, at least that's mm-hmm. how Michael puts it in the Last Dance is yeah. like. He was he was upset that that they gave Barkley MVP, so he and won a championship. And <laughs> yeah, Barkley won it over him uh, one year. Was it Kevin Malone won it over him one year? I mean, Carmelo. And then they went on Carmelo. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, Carmelo did, and then and then I think that was the same year that they went on and beat the Jazz. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. And like obviously Jordan did win it 
what was it six times five times the I've, mvp yeah i actually don't know that stat. i'd have to look it up i because i did i because i looked up the list of like years and when they won it but my my point being is that when michael was kind of considered the best in the league and by widely by everyone like even uh, obviously all the players thought he was the best too he wasn't winning MVPs back to back to back. And so I, I, I don't know. I, that the comments from Braun kind of rubbed me the wrong way on that one. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, the point I was going to bring up though, before you so rudely cut me off was mm-hmm. that, <laughs> that uh, I'm surprised James Harden isn't in this top five right now, because I feel like he's kind of having an MVP season, but they do. Mm-hmm. He does have him listed at number six on this list right now. By the way, real quick to revert back a little bit, Michael Jordan, five-time NBA MVP, six-time NBA Finals MVP. Yeah, that's not surprising. (laughs) That's not surprising at all. Um, Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Harden. I think think a lot of people are mad that he got traded and he wasn't even trying the first quarter of the season. Yeah. But, and again, the Nets are a really good team. They're nice and deep, even if some of those players are injured right now, but... Since he's been there, the Nets have I think the Nets have been better. They were kind of they were a little rocky to start too, and yeah. they've been better since he's been there. Oh yeah, and they not only that, but they're like staying at the number two spot. Like, I I think he should be in the conversation for sure. I um, I definitely think he should be, and I just I just pulled up his stats because he's been obviously he's been on the Nets for most of the season at this point, right? And uh, I mean he is he's kind of killing his stats for his career right now like he is averaging almost 26 points he's barely under 26 points a game uh and that's low for him but that's yeah he's on the nets now right right but i mean but his career is 25.2 so he still increased that a little bit and then his uh rebounds right now are 8.2 his career is 5.5 his assists 11.1 his career 6.5 so like he's kind of killing it right now and it, and he's shooting 46.3 from the field 35.9 from three and 87 free throw yeah he's leading the league in assists like he yeah i don't know i mean if he comes back soon and continues to do this especially when durant comes back and stuff because we were talking about durant mvp early on yeah right yeah before he went out mm-hmm. um i think there's a conversation to be had uh, especially if they get the number one seed and Harden still is playing like that, I think the the conversation is going to be had. But I think there are too many. Honestly, I hate. It's a little cringe to use the word, but haters out there. Um, got to got to block the haters. Him to block out the F, haters. F all the haters, man. Yeah, I think there are a bit too many for him to actually win it. That's fair. Um, but. Yeah, I think he definitely should be up there. Uh, and that, the I mean, that makes sense. But um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I am curious about. So <laughs> I just don't know if I agree with these, like this this list in general. Honestly, I feel like mm-hmm. there's a lot of rearranging that has to happen. So I want to get your opinion on like the the next five. So I told you like the the top five, mm-hmm. right? And okay, then yeah. I want to I want to get your opinions on six through ten and eleven through fifteen. So let's do it. Um, and they've got James Harden then Luka Doncic, and then Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, and then Jimmy Butler for 6 through 10. How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, I, uh, here's the thing. I don't know. I guess if you are if you have a bunch of those, I don't like Jimmy Butler on there. He limits a lot of time, but then you also have, you know, some other people like MB and stuff are still on the list because they miss time. Yeah. So, um, 
I I don't know if I would have Jimmy that high up. I think I would put I would put maybe maybe uh a Chris Paul, a Dem Booker, Donovan Mitchell like ahead of him. Yeah. And the thing is, and I had this discussion with actually Brent. Shout out, shout out, producer Brent. Um, he, we had this discussion the other day, and I was, we were kind of talking about, yeah, Paul's, Chris Paul's stats aren't there, but I mean, they're the Suns are number two in the West right now. This Which isn't is just wild. a coincidence. You can't measure his impact on a team. <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. Like he, I think he should definitely be higher, Chris Paul, on there. Um. I totally agree. And, and honestly, even as our resident Warriors fan, I don't think Steph Curry should be number nine. Like he's played no, incredible. He's no. had a he's had a really good season. He's also missing time. Like, but we've got we've talked about it. There's a lot of guys on this list missing time. But like I don't think he should be above like a Devin Booker, a Donovan Mitchell. Donovan like Mitchell, I think yeah. I think a lot of these guys should be higher. Even like a Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. Well, Kawhi Leonard is, is above than... him at number eight, but yeah. Oh, I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even that. still, like, I agree with you. Like, I just, yeah. I just think they they're a little more deserving of those top like ten spots in yeah. terms of this race conversation. I think, and here's the thing: this kind of Russell Westbrook broke the the barrier of allowing um, a a player on a team that wasn't a top four team to win the MVP. He broke that barrier right. the first year in OKC. He's averaging triple double, right? Yeah. And they were like the number six or seven seed, I think. Yeah. Like he like before that, it was almost unheard of to give it to somebody who was that low in the rankings, right? But now I feel like they're giving they're they are they not taking uh, the winning into con- uh, consideration at all? Like Maybe. the Warriors are twenty three and twenty six right now. Yeah uh the the that's what i'm saying like the uh yeah the lakers are slipping but lebron's still up there i don't know like like i feel like the winning should be considered a little bit more now like i feel like we the pendulum swung a little too far i agree i i completely agree with you because yeah then the the last five that i wanted to or that i was gonna say were uh kyrie irving at number 11 then Devin booker zach levine rudy gobert and donovan mitchell which i'm sorry zach levine fell off for me in the beginning of the season, maybe when the Bulls were doing it, but not anymore. Yeah, no, he's there totally is. fell off. Like, what? That's what I'm saying is like, and like, not actually, him, but the Bulls really, have. Actually, yeah. really, what you're saying is why are Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert behind him in this in this race conversation when the Bulls are sitting They're, at number ten and the Jazz are still at number one? Like, the Jazz are legit. We we talked yeah. about it. Like, are they legit? And they have been. They've proven it. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. That yeah, the Bulls are nineteen and twenty eight. Like what? Like, like I just don't understand like how why is that not being considered at all anymore. Exactly. That's that's kind of my whole point. In that, it's like they winning should be included in the MVP race. A hundred percent. And I I like I like that Russell Westbrook broke that barrier, and I like that we can have like oh because the West is so hard and the Nuggets are only fifth place, but Jokic is still the number one, right? I like that. But then I think they take it too far when yeah yeah. Russell, when, but also like wins. where it's deserving because like. Russell Wilson, Russell Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double. Obviously, obviously, like we have to we have to consider that, right? Like that's that's an incredible feat. But right, like Zach Levine is not averaging a triple double. Well, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And 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 to be fair, Zach Levine's not you know in the top three. So that's, it's true. It's true. I just there. I just think a lot of the guys in the bottom, like six through fifteen, should be higher on the list personally. But yeah, again, like, again, this is also just a list coming from a senior writer at NBA.com. It's not like it's yeah. set in stone, but even still, exactly. 
I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that was. I, I love those heated debates sometimes. Master debater topic. We need an intro, bro. One of these days. One of these. One days. of these days. I don't know. At this point, I feel like that's the joke. There's never an intro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but let's talk about some entertainment news, man. I don't know if you heard, but the world changed on March 31st. Oh, I heard. And I, that was I because witnessed. that was. I'm glad that was because Godzilla versus Kong the movie dropped. Um, so we both saw it, and we're, this is going to be a heavy spoiler topic or a heavy spoiler uh, part of the show. So if you're not into it, you haven't seen it or anything, and you don't want to hear about it, please. Uh, this is probably the last subject, so you probably just turn it off for now until you until you actually watch it. Um, but yeah, th- again, heavy spoilers here. Okay. Um, uh, real quick, can we can, yeah. can we just before we like get into it, get into it. Should we give our like overall ratings out of like 110, whatever? For the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the overall movie. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to hear yours. Go ahead. Okay. Mine, I would give it a solid 80 out of 100. Okay. I would, I would give it, uh, I would give it a gold star out of 100. No, I'm just kidding. I would give it, um, and this is this is what I wanted to talk about, actually, Connor, is if we're just talking about where do I rank it? Because if we're just talking about like, listen, I know it's a monster fighting movie. I just need your initial overall reaction rating. Okay. It, it could be a okay. 90. Okay. I don't care what you rate it. No, no, no. no. I, well, and we'll get into it. But OK, okay. A reaction rating, I would probably give it uh, a 60. Really? Yes. Only a 60? Only a sixty. That's surprising. I thought we'd be a little. And we'll closer get into on this. it. We'll get into it. Okay, I thought we'd be a little closer. I, but go, but let's get into it. Let's go ahead. So my whole thing is, I I like the movie. I enjoyed it. When I first okay, to be full disclosure, I I've seen a few of the Kong movies. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the recent one, mm-hmm. um, and I I think I've seen like the old old Godzilla, like once. <laughs> right. Like right. I'm not a big fan of these movies to begin with. Not that I hate them. Yeah. I just I'm not. I don't watch them a lot. Yeah. So when I first started watching the movie, I was actually I hated it, and I, but I caught myself because I was overanalyzing it. I was poking holes in the plot. I was doing all this stuff, and I was like, "Okay, if I'm gonna enjoy the rest of this movie, I can't be doing this." Okay, so let's just turn <laughs> the brain off, enjoy the big lizard and the monkey thing fighting, and then and then I maybe I'll enjoy it, right? And I did, and that's yeah. what happened. Glad you could so finally enjoy but, it, because that's how you have to watch these movies. <laughs> Just turn well, your brain off. Well, that's my point, though. Then why am I, if I'm ranking it at overall movies based off, you know, if I'm ranking it and other movies are in there that are better, better plots, all this stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. then yeah, I would, then if I'm ranking it against those movies, then yeah, that's going to be lower. Okay, fair. It wasn't, overall, it, was, it wasn't a great movie, but for what it is, it was a fun movie. It was a good movie, yeah. you know? I, th- I also think part of the, I guess why I ranked it so high is because I can appreciate the, like, art of the special effects and stuff that go into it because yeah, some of that, those shots were was crazy. really cool. Like, no, yeah, really if, we're, cool. if we're talking, if we're talking, like, yeah, visual effects and everything off the charts. Yeah, because that was, like, I don't I, I don't know why I compare it to this in my head, but if you've ever seen, uh, which, uh, I mean, you probably haven't, but did you, wait, I can't remember. Did you watch Dragon Ball Z growing up? Uh, Yeah, but not religiously. Okay, all right. So I was a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, and then I saw that they had 
this they had a movie it was like uh the legend of broly or something like that or broly yeah, whatever it was anyway there was there was a movie that um they basically he he was like a saiyan that got like lost on this other planet and essentially just trained his brains out for like mm-hmm. a, a ton of time and then someone found him and then like pit him against goku and vegeta right okay his name's broly uh-huh. that movie was basically just an art show <laughs> because the fights were just so many like lights and flashes and all this other stuff that I was like, this isn't even like as good as the TV show. Cause at least the TV show, they tried to like show some cool, like, f- like actual fighting moves and stuff like that. And this is just all like blasts and flashes and lights. But I'm like, but that's what this is. That's what this, that's exactly what they were trying to do. They were trying to go for a more like artsy, let's put together put together a bunch of colors and that's how i felt about godzilla versus kong a little bit it was like let's put together just a good flashy show which is also why Mm -hmm. they fought in hong kong where they battle these light up buildings yeah and they they accomplished that to the fullest like it was visually awesome yeah it was it was a great and i still enjoyed it like i said first part of the movie i didn't like it but once i was able to like get over myself because yeah i was like (laughs) because dude at one point i was like I was like poking holes in this plot, and I'm just like, why am I worried about this yeah, scientific why are you, why inaccuracy? Are you even trying <laughs> when there's a hollow Earth and all like like yeah yeah, yeah. that even? that transports so, them to another dimension yeah yeah exactly I'm like okay I gotta I gotta shut that part of the brain off and uh, and I enjoyed it and I did and it was good after that my um, uh, one, one of my one of my favorite parts of the whole movie though was actually the opener because during the like the opening credit scene they had like the monsters that they had all fought and was like dead 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 and i was like why are they doing like an incredibles thing here <laughs> that's what it felt <laughs> oh, like that is yeah <laughs> that's exactly what it yeah. felt like when mr incredible finds the data of like the superheroes who had beat the, oh, the yeah. machines or whatever and it was like it was like beat it beat it and it was, that was exactly <laughs> how they opened this movie and i was like wow okay i'm already i'm already in for it <laughs> oh you boy oh mm, excuse me also i um, loved i, I love that they had the uh, token asian dude that was like kind of part of the godzilla storyline or whatever which i also also thought was interesting they kind of had like the two storylines separate storylines but then they came together in the end but uh Mm -hmm. he was part of like kind of the godzilla storyline and i just i had to laugh at having like the token asian dudes do there that anytime they could get him to say godzilla they would because then he'd be like godzilla 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 (laughs) and i was like oh my gosh can we chill too many godzillas I mean, um, it was just it was just a, an interesting uh, choice from the movie, but it's whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I again, heavy spoilers, guys, coming up. I, I was coming into it. I was like, they, there has to be a clear winner. If they do the Batman versus Superman thing, I'm gonna be pissed off. Guess what they did? And, <laughs> well, they did it better though. Oh, totally, totally. Because there was a clear winner, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Godzilla beat Kong. And so yep. there was a clear winner. I liked that. And then after the clear winner, then they had to team up and beat the... Mechagodzilla. The, the Mechagodzilla. Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's So true. they did that... A, I liked that a little better. But then... I did like... Yeah, I liked, um, the, I liked the reasoning for the team up better. For sure. Yeah, the reasoning for the team up. But... And maybe this this is sort of part of the brain that I maybe should have had it uh, turned off a little bit more, but I didn't like like you show like Godzilla beat they beat the crap out of each other, but Godzilla like beat the shit out of Kong, and then he once he wakes up again after sleep he throws his shoulder back into place like uh, 
was it uh was it mel gibson or something i can't remember <laughs> like or, any other movie where they dislocate their shoulder yes yeah they just throw themselves into a wall and and pops it back in and yeah. then he's fine to to battle mechagodzilla i don't know i didn't love that because it they showed him like so down after the godzilla yeah one. Yeah, yeah yeah you know so that was a little weird to me that all of a sudden he's he's fine again to right. to help right. make that so up. I will say though because I remember we talked before about this where because you were like who who wins and I was like oh Kong like Hundy P buddy mm-hmm. just because I don't know I like a good under underdog story but you're like you really think that like monkey with axe is gonna beat this nuclear reactor and I was like well we'll mm-hmm. see but I actually I actually really liked the way they incorporated the axe because the axe was found in like their, you know, their home world or whatever. And what it looked like was it was actually the spike of a Godzilla like creature. It was made made from the spike. uh... Yeah. Yeah. So when, so when Godzilla is using his like nuclear reactor breath weapon, whatever thing, Mm -hmm. then Kong is able to at least block that a little bit with the axe because it's made from Godzilla essentially. I also like that because that was sort of an equalizer. Going into the movie, again, I don't know a lot about the lore or anything, but going into the movie, I was like, how does Godzilla even lose here, right? And then they brought the accent, and so that was sort of an equalizer, so that was good. Yeah, which, okay, so, so going back to that point, though, that is something I didn't like was the fact that, like, Kong just had to, like, run around the city and avoid the breath weapon the entire time. Like, it was like, yo, if he gets caught by that, that he lot, is yeah. done. Because he did get burned by it a little bit. And then the the whole entire fight was him scrambling around until he could get back to the axe to hit Godzilla. And it was like, okay, this isn't, like, my favorite monster fight ever. Mm-hmm. And Still great. You... Still pretty good, but... Do you know? Because uh, again, I haven't seen as much as much of those movies. But do you uh-huh. know? Is it explained at all? Does like God, I and I assume I just assume that he does. But does Godzilla like have to charge up that breath, the firing, the nuclear power? I would assume uh, he I can't th- just do it over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, right? I think so. But uh, to be honest, I haven't really seen the Godzilla movies. I actually did see mm-hmm. Skull Island, which this is kind of a cool tidbit. So. Uh, Michelle and I went to Hawaii for our honeymoon and we were like just looking for something to do so we're like well let's go see what movies are out and Skull Island was out and we were like man we kind of wanted to see that one so let's go see that one and then the next day or like two days later or something like that we went to uh, Kualoa Ranch which if for those who don't know what that is that's pretty much where they shoot anything that has to do with a jungle in movies yeah so like Jurassic Park Skull Island, Jumanji, mm. like all of Jurassic those movies World, are filmed yeah. there. So if there's ever like a jungle, it's most gar- most likely guaranteed that it's it was filmed at Kualoa Ranch. So that was kind of cool. So we saw Skull Island and then like the next day went there and saw some of the props that were left and things like yeah. that. Yeah, because it's like a, what's the word, like a graveyard, I guess, for old props. Too, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the they, yeah. they, they take them all to Hawaii and then they don't want to take them back. So now it's just become this <laughs> yeah. giant tourist attraction because you can go see all these old movie sets yeah which is pretty cool yeah it, it um, was really cool honestly yeah but that's kind of my back to, to back to our point is like that's kind of my problem with uh especially like superman but some superheroes just in general yeah is that sometimes it's not explained and like they seem they have this they have this this huge power but then they can't use it or right. it's not like i don't know no i Maybe agree and, and like i said that was just kind of a cool little tidbit but i did see skull mm-hmm. island but i didn't really see how skull island tied to this movie <laughs> other than the fact besides that besides that he's in the enclosure right yeah yeah other besides than that. other than the fact that 
he is technically living on Skull Island, quote unquote, but he's living in a fabricated biodome so that they can observe him. Like, right. kind of Truman showing it a little bit, if you will. Is but that? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. But is that in Skull Island? Is that a known thing going when they go into Skull Island, quote unquote? That that wasn't, or is that, that like wasn't big... what it was? Skull Island was Skull Island is an actual place, and then they built this oh, biodome around him and then to they observe brought him. him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. that's the time. Because, again, it's been a while since I've seen Skull Island, and I mm-hmm. saw it once in theaters. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but, like, Tom Hiddleston was in it, and he's not in it anymore. So, I think maybe, he, <laughs> did he die in Skull Island? Maybe he died in Skull Island. That's why. I don't remember. I don't know. But. Um, yeah. Well, I, okay. So, to clarify, my ranking of the movie is overall probably a 60 out of 100, 6 out of 10. But if we're talking about just like other, you know, huge, visually stimulating, huge, turn your brain off, just watch a fight, like a John Wick kind of thing, or another King Kong movie or something like that. If we're talking just comparing those type of movies, I'd uh-huh. probably put it like an 80. Okay. All right. Eight. That's fair. You know what? I, I will yeah. uh, I will redact my ranking a little bit. And I will say the 80, I was giving that with the mindset of like, for what it was, it was a solid movie, so it's a solid yeah. eighty. But for yeah, if we're talking overall like great movies or whatever, it's it's a sixty-five to seventy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I have to clarify that. Yeah, no, and, yeah. and we should because that you know that's another thing is because I I hated like growing up when the uh, Transformers movies were like coming out and stuff, and mm-hmm. those movies I think are pretty great. Just because they were like, you know, they were a good action comedy. They're funny. They were engaging. Mm-hmm. You had the action. You had the robots fighting. But I hated everyone's criticism. Was like, oh, it's just a bunch of explosion stuff. Bro, bro, what do you think you signed up for? Like, It's Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, it's Michael Bay for one thing. But also, what do you think you signed up for? Like, it's fighting robots. You didn't go to see a masterpiece. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But, Agreed. yeah. It's not Interstellar. Well, it's not going to be Interstellar. No, but it's pretty exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah, if we're if we're talking about plot, uh give me like a twenty out of hundred. No. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. Uh that's probably gonna do it for us this week, guys. As always, thank you for listening. Um uh thanks for Varsity Connor coming in. Again, he's gonna be our uh we're bringing him on as a producer moving forward, so he'll be he'll be in the background a lot in the new new episodes. Um guys go follow us on social media it's at two tight ends the two is the number two uh everybody can go follow me at the thrill can kill five on instagram and connor where can they find you at yeah you can follow me at uh that's moco that's m-o-c-o dot c-u-d-e on instagram but just be sure to follow all the two tight ends social media hell yeah brother all right connor what did we learn today well neil if there's anything we've learned it's that if giant lizard and giant monkey are gonna fight we're gonna watch Watch it all day, baby. All right, guys. Well, until next time, peace. See ya.